What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Probably Off Topic. Today on the show, we have Kevin Rice for an interview. But before that, we're going to give you guys some history. We've got some other segments to go along with that as well. So let's get into this. I had some on my mind, so I, I, I got it off my, my chest. I want to get some work, got some work. Hey, Greg, why don't you go piss your pants again? People don't forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you got to earn respect. Just putting this understood on my graves. Uh-huh. I heard that. I didn't hear that, but I just heard that. Are you Everybody says, who does he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was. I think I just said that. My speaker friends. Teammates, coaches, friends. The show had just begun. Happy preseason basketball and happy second night of Hanukkah. Uh, Luke, to you specifically, how was your Thank first you. night? It was glorious. You want to know what I got? Yeah, what'd you get on your first night of eight? I got dude wipes. Ooh, no wipes. <laughs> I wish I was kidding. <laughs> That's fun. But no, yeah, it was a good it was a good gag gift. Nice, nice. Pat, how you feeling? I feel weird um, without you here. Uh, hold on, let me click back on the screen. I want to see your guys' faces. Yeah, I feel you look like you're just scanning. This is the first time we've ever done it. I think we might have lied and said that we did it uh, all virtually before when, like, COVID was still a thing. But we are – well, I mean, COVID is still a thing. That's why we are doing this uh, um, the way we're doing it. All right. My head was bothering me today. Like, all Uh-oh. fucking day. <laughs> I literally had the worst headache ever. I slept. I woke up, and it was, like, still the same pain in the side. Same – Part of my head so pat has coronavirus cool 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 um, i can't taste this water so maybe i do that <laughs> i can't taste this water does water have taste though does it not <laughs> the, age, the age old question <laughs> all right fellas let's get into this uh we've got a good interview with kevin rice coming up but we want to get into our normal segments first so pat give me some history okay got you uh all right december 11th Going to take you back to 1981. It was Muhammad Ali's last fight ever. He lost to Trevor Burbick. I think the end of his career was kind of like he kept losing. I think he needed money and stuff, you know. Uh, my question to you is, how many professional fights did Muhammad Ali take place in? Was it? Uh, go ahead. Do you know off the top? No, no, no. Three options. All right. So how many fights did he take part in? Was it? 56, 61, or 63? 61. Mm, correct, correct. Oh, How nice. How do I know that? Uh, that I don't know, because I'm looking at a poster right now of Muhammad good. Ali. I know that Sonny Liston and the Muhammad Ali fight was like relatively early in his career, and that's at 1965, and I figured he's not going to be boxing like that many times per year. So that number sounded if so, right. If so facto, 61. That's how I did yeah, that. That's elimination. Okay, um, one for one. Yeah, one for one. Um, all right, you ready for this one? Okay. Not um, a lot of fights, like, compared to other people. I don't know. I feel like it's, like, relative. I feel like for back then it was – like, I mean, Floyd Mayweather's, what, like 50, you know? Yeah, so. So, I mean. I guess that's, I guess yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I feel like guys used to fight like a little bit more back then. So yeah, they didn't realize how much damage they were doing to their brains. 
Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like all those guys are all over like over fifty fights yeah. under like seventy. All right, give me some more um, history. Okay. Um, in twenty fourteen, there was. Oh, man, how do I even want to work? Make this? me feel old. 2014's history. Okay, in 2014, there was the world's first blank transplant. Okay. okay. Was it the first butthole transplant, mm-hmm. penis transplant, or tongue transplant? <laughs> My God. The first oh, time it head. happened. You remember, like, the end of high school, someone got a head transplanted. Uh, penis, but- butthole. The first butthole. <laughs> 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 it was actually the penis. <laughs> in 2013 in 2014 was the world's first uh penis transplant. It was done by a Stellenbosch University with the help of Tigenberg Hospital in Cape Town, South A- South Africa. Oh Procedure God. was done by They were doing some voodoo shit. Where's his name? Pro- Professor Andre Vandermeer and his team were able to do this procedure in under nine hours. What? Um, the yeah. recipient was a 40-year-old male who had lost his penis 17 years ago due to complications after a traditional circumcision. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no way. That's crazy. Uh, Imagine not having a wiener for 17 years. The patient is expected to regain all urinary and reproductive functions of organs within six months of the transplant. Trying to round of applause for that guy. Um, <laughs> okay, listen to that. There is a, a – so this is pretty funny. So I'm going to take a, a, a guess here and say it's a white man and they gave him a black penis. Oh, my God, no way. <laughs> they, or, or vice – actually, it might be vice versa. A color discrepancy between the recipient and the donor organ will be corrected with medical tattooing six to eight oh months into the operation God. oh my so, lord i hope he has that feeling i guess he's point. a black man and they're gonna tattoo his penis black that's incredible <laughs> <laughs> oh the, the the deeper you dig you know yeah it, it they quote unquote did such a sterling job he said <laughs> not a gold medal they got a silver medal sterling silver medal that's terrible. Patients All right. describe a penis transplant as <laughs> Pat's just still learning life. about this as the episode's going on. <laughs> new life. <laughs> these right, quotes are great. Like, yeah, my new penis is really giving me new life. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, 17 right. years is a long time, bro. I know. That's what I mean. Like, so wait, was he like he was he getting a late circumcision? Don't you usually get a circumcision when you're a baby? I mean, I guess it was one of them late ones, you know. Sometimes, damn, something went wrong with the, or something. a full-grown sometimes. wiener, and they were trying to circumcise her, and something went wrong. That sounds awful. Oh my god! How did he pee for seventeen years? Right, that's what I mean. I have so many questions. We should try and get this guy on for an interview. We should. We should. Ask him about, about, about his wiener. So, ask me ask you about wiener. your wiener. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got a third question for us before we go completely uh, off the rails? Yes. Yeah, I do. Um, okay. In 2015, on this day, Playboy dropped their last uh, nude issue. Oh. Just so unfortunate. Um, who was on the cover? Was it Rebecca Ferrardi, Buffy Tyler, or Pamela Anderson? Ooh. Has to be Pamela. 
Yeah, I feel like they would they would go out with a bang with Pamela. You know who Buffy is, though? Buffy's a damn I know, dude. and I'm trying to think. I feel like everybody's already seen Pamela, so it's not like anything. Mm, no, Pamela. Yeah. Three they for like three? Hit her, they hit her up, and they were like, it's got to be you. Like, there's no one else you would rather. Yeah, obviously. Issue. And I you see know what you tried to do there. The, the article literally says, she's like, Pamela, she was like, I asked my sons if it was okay, and they said, yeah, so I did it. Okay, fuck it, Mom. <laughs> Go ahead, mom. You're still get that hot. bag. Yeah, you're still hot. I know. I tweeted that the other day. I was like, I can't believe Dolly Parton is still like, like I look at her. I'm like, damn, she's. I know, still right? Jr. Buddy gave me horny flack for it. Jr. was like, you are too horny, and then everyone was like, on Jr. side. Oh, okay, yeah. whatever. You know what? Whatever, JR means? You weren't horny enough. Yeah, exactly. You aren't horny enough, Jr. Um, but no, he's probably right. And, but then I fell into a black hole of looking at some of the pictures from this issue. Like, wow. <laughs> That's Pam why it took you so long it. to get on the Zoom call. <laughs> she still got it. She um, still got yeah, it. That's all I got, though. All right. Awesome. Um, so I have a small new transition set. I'm going to call it a transition segment because it's not going to do much talking. But uh, I call it good news, bad news. So of recurring things we've been talking about throughout the our time on the on the podcast. So good news. The Phillies have a competent human being in the presidential role, which is great. I don't, I don't know how our viewership feels about Matt Clentak, but he was not that competent towards the end. He was really struggling. Once the Moniac draft happened, it was just time to time to part ways. So good news is uh, Dave Dombrowski, he's, he's, he's coming in to be our president of player operations, which is great. Um, I have high hopes for that. With that being said, bad news. What we talked about last time in college football corner was that Michigan pulled the trig. They got COVID and – Ohio oh, State was not going to play. Tuesday? We did. Mm-hmm. We talked about it a little bit. Um, obviously, that was your original take. That's what we. I believe we quoted you a couple times. But thank you for citing. Yeah, citing sources, of course. Um, what do we think? Because now they're changing the rules that it's going to be possibility that Ohio State can play in the. Well, they did change it. Yeah, no, yeah. they did. Yeah. So how do we feel I mean, about whatever. that? It's just uh, bad news, right? I mean, as a Penn State fan, I guess like I'm not happy about it, but. I hope they lose the Sometimes game. It's good for the conference, man. Okay, so if they go to the conference championship, and I'm not saying they're going to, but if they lose, like that means there's no shot of them making the Final Four, right? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Cool. Then, then we're gonna hope for that real hard because it is kind of corny. They're changing the rules. It's corny. It's I know. It's about money. I know. It's all about know, the money. Yeah, exactly. The team that the team gonna... that they predicted to be in the to win it all isn't even gonna be involved, and they're gonna look like salty idiots. But well, whatever. It's just like. I think the most ideal playoff for the committee is Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Alabama. Like, they'd rather have it no other way than that. Yeah, absolutely. That's how they make the most money. That's how they get the most viewership, and that's how they keep it rolling. Yeah, Dude, Um, they they fucking – never mind. I don't even know if that is true or not. I'm not even going to say it. It's about Notre Dame, but I like like heard that – I didn't – apparently Notre Dame was supposed to play Miami, and they canceled it because, like – they want Notre Dame to get to the playoff, and they were scared they were going to lose to Miami. Oh, super but, soft if that is the case. Oh, yeah. That would have been a fun game to watch. That's the ACC, though. So, they – I mean eh? – I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but if Miami would have beat – if Miami would have beat Notre Dame, they would have got in over them head-to-head, and they would have played Clemson. And that would have been a mess. And they didn't yeah. – they, they were like, no, we need this Clemson-Notre Dame game to happen. To happen. Right? I need, yeah, they, that, that's yeah. all they care about, man, is the viewership. That's all they care about. Um, just right. like 
Just like in 2002 when the Kings should have beat the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, everybody knew that wouldn't be good for basketball. Mm-hmm. just Stoyakovich should have been a Finals MVP. <laughs> All right. We uh, have this interview coming up with Kevin Rice. So let's get into that. Kevin is a writer for Liberty Ballers. Um, and he also is one of the voices on Sixers Talk, which is presented by NBC Sports. So yeah, it was a good interview. We're going to talk to him about the Sixers, about college basketball a little bit, about his life. He's, he's a funny guy. So let's uh, let's get into that. All right, everybody, we are here with Kevin Rice. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Kevin is a writer for Liberty Ballers. He also does some other video content. I'm sure he's a man of many talents, and he's a voice on Sixers Talk, the podcast, so you can check that out on NBC Sports Philly, right? Yep. All right, cool. Kevin, welcome to the show. Say hello to the people. Hello, people. Thanks for having me. (laughs) All right, Uh, Kevin, I'm going to start off with our question that we like to ask all of our guests. It is our death row meal. Uh, So if you were to be in jail for whatever reason, you're on death row and you have one final meal before they inject the delicious juices into you that send you off to heaven or hell, whatever it may be. What is your final meal? First impression is everything. All right. Have you guys had a Schmitter from Citizens Bank Park? Oh yeah. Okay. okay. So Philly. That's definitely the main course there. Get McNally, yeah. a McNally Schmitter in there. I like where your head's at. Um, I'm going to go with the pineapple harito, that soda. Cause Ooh. that's, Oh, okay. I'm familiar with that. If I'm dying, it's almost like you knew this question was coming, but you didn't. <laughs> well, it's, I'm thinking of like my three favorite like meals. Like I'm trying to get a side now, but I can't some people it. freeze. Well, like I'm like a Schmitter. I don't eat a lot, but like if I'm gonna die, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you want to crush one of those before they pull it. <laughs> and 50 grams of sugar. That comes with like a bunch of sides on it. <laughs> yeah. And sorry, Schmitter a burrito. Do I get dessert? You can get whatever you want. A side and a dessert. Side dessert. I don't. I don't think I need a side. I'll, I'll okay. die on a. a Schmitter is like has sides within it. Yeah. yeah. Dessert. Hmm. I'd go. Oh, I'm gonna have wine with the dinner too. Obviously. Nice, nice dry red to go out on. And I don't know if I need dessert. I'd go. I'm trying to think like the worst dessert I've ever had. Like. <laughs> Like seventh grade, I used to just take the filling of Oreos and put them on top of a tasty cake. And eat that. <laughs> what, what type of tasty cake? Uh, the oh, they called it, like, Luke the used black, to do the same thing, probably. <laughs> like the black bottom with the cream inside, and then the white frosting on top oh, of the brown stripe. I forgot cupcakes. Oh, those are great. I used to just put Oreo filling on top of those, and then like it's smash them together. It's incredible you're not oh 400 God. pounds and diabetic, but yeah, you have such a crazy. lean figure crazy metabolism wow, that, that's <laughs> that's quite the answer uh want to hear don't... something funny real quick about metabolism i was okay. eating a bowl of captain crunch last night and 
I was talking to this girl and she was like, that's so weird you're eating Captain Crunch because last week I was at a party and this like the weird old guy at the party was like, yo, Captain Crunch, apparently if you eat it after midnight, it boosts your metabolism and it is good for you. And I was like, I'm going to go eat a second bowl then. Obviously. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever been told. I knew I trusted the captain. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody make sure they eat some Captain Crunch before bed tonight. Um, All right, Kevin, I have some rapid fire questions for you. I sent some to Pat and I'm sure we'd be shooting these at you from both sides of this table, but I have them in front of me right now. So I'm just going to rip them. We're going to, what's your favorite number? Five. Okay. What's your second favorite number? Four. What's your favorite pair of shoes you've ever owned? Okay. (laughs) Uh, I really like the Santa flip-flops I used to have because they were made out of yoga mats. What's your favorite color that not including blue, green, or yellow? Purple. Oh, my, me too. Uh, uh, if you were, oh, come on, I want to go. ZD lasagna. Uh, ZD. If you were a state, what state would you be? Not like none of them. Uh, none of them. They all Jer- I guess Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Is Will Farrell funny? Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite band, not including the Beatles, Paramore, or the Wiggles? Uh, swerves, stream swerves on Spotify. Oh, look at that. Boom. <laughs> crushing it. My so, hand-knitted hat. Your dream vacation spot? Hawaii. Uh, what holiday Ooh. represents you the most? Flag day. Uh, Christmas, I guess. Flag day. <laughs> Red or white wine? Red. Uh, if you were, if you had to have a sandwich with three things that you don't normally like on a sandwich, what would be on that sandwich? Mm, mayo, Tabasco. <laughs> it's just a, it's a saucy sandwich. Saucy, uh, yeah, I gotta think of something solid now that I don't usually get. Uh, sardines. Sardines. Oh my God. What a sandwich. <laughs> All right. If you had to travel across the country, which form of transportation would you choose? A scooter, rollerblades, or ripstick? Rollerblades. Okay. And final one describe your best friend as a pizza topping mushrooms Ooh, I, I, I wonder if they know who they are <laughs> Luke, do you have any off the top of your head do you have any rapid fire questions i thought i could think of right now think of a rapid fire question <laughs> all right awesome let's get into some real talk uh kevin you're a sixers guy there's mm-hmm. there's so many things i want to talk to you about i want to talk to you about like the social media world of the sixers because you're pretty uh entrenched in that i want to talk about the sixers themselves i want to talk about the turnover that we've seen um but let's start with the social media you are are you a founding father of the mike scott hive or are you just a current member i was a, a founding cousin i guess i okay. knew the three to in four the people that, yeah i'm like high up in the family tree i knew the three or four people who started it and i was there from the beginning but i wasn't like a catalyst i went to the first couple tailgates didn't go to like i've gone to every event but one i think one or two but it was a really fun time it was a cool to meet that many people who were just in like a weird little sixers niche cult were you at the eagles tailgate where mike scott fought the washington redskins fan i mean the washington football team fans i was working that day and i was out filming with the nbc sports philly people and i was like the guy with the no of where mike scott was gonna be like yeah he's gonna be here and then i was one of the first people to know that he's not coming he got into a fight with a bunch of washington fans that was incredible that's awesome yeah that's That's a great story though yeah (laughs) you were the guy with the no i love that yeah is the hive still like in touch 
Will they be around this season? Is the hive still alive? I think so. It was after like we not that it like burned out, but like Mike Scott yeah. might not be here. So yeah, right. So. Die a little bit. And how like, do you feel no, about uh? Gathering. How do you feel about Justin Anderson coming back? Simba, love it. Yeah, I thought <laughs> you'd be a fan of that. Love it. Uh, he's from the little Starbucks crew. The guys used to get coffee. Yes, he, he's back. Yeah, he is one of those ultimate glue guys that I I like freaked out when they signed him again. I had been calling for it for a while just because he's a, a friend of Joel Embiid. Like that's all you need him to be. He doesn't need to play. You just need to play. Have him play FIFA with Joel. That's literally <laughs> sit at the 15th spot on the bench. Why is he so? He is the most willing guy in the NBA to take the minimum contract. Like, and he's not that old. Yeah, like he, I mean, he's had that weird career. And one of his his recent media availability, people asked him about that, and he was like, "I I don't want that to happen. Like, I'd want to be playing on a bigger contract, but I was literally in the G League last year, so I'm gonna take what I can get." So. Yeah, it's super strange. He does have a very yeah. winding road of a career. Like, mm-hmm. was he in the G League just because they needed to send somebody down, and he was eligible yeah. for it, or was it like yeah, he was actually the worst guy on the team? I don't know. I find that hard to believe. Yeah. It was the Raptors G League team, so like, so they were pretty the damn Raptors. good. <laughs> they were going for the championship. Then he ended up on the Nets and like dunking on Giannis in the bubble. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah. <laughs> <found his> way. <laughs> okay, uh, how do you feel just overall about the turnover in the front office and the coaching staff? Were you a Brett, Brett Brown uh, guy for like forever, or were you like the leash was short with them? Where, where are you at with what we have now? I loved Brett so so much. Uh, he every player who came through like the 2014 to 1819 era, like loved Brett. So like when players who I like, like the coach, it kind of helps, but I thought Brett was a tremendous person, a great, not a great leader, but that as we saw, but I had a pretty long leash with him. I think it was time for a change and I'm hoping he lands on his feet somewhere. He deserves like a three year break though from everything. Uh, I am over the moon at where they are right now the Sixers are right now organization wise I did I was like hunkering down for them to be like abysmal for the next three to five years of just terrible contracts locking them into a terrible play style terrible results but I mean as soon as they got there Amori I threw $25 in the Sixers championship just because I was like (laughs) there's there's no way he's gonna mess this up more Uh, that's what I was just about to ask where did you stand on Maury prior to us signing him? Because Colin was not a fan of him ever. Always said bad things about him. I I really liked him like a lot. I thought he just worked margins well. He got those those glue guys, those role players around Harden and uh, Houston. It didn't work out, but I was high on him. He's also great friends with Sam Hankey, which <laughs> uh, vibes well with me. Uh, <laughs> I, I was what con? Why were you anti? Uh, listen, I know you're so. You said the glue guys. My thing with Maury was always he was giving the glue guys too much money to be glue guys. Um, I guess my number one example would be like that Trevor Reza contract. I never liked that when he handed that out. I've never been a huge fan of like the PJ Tucker being this like massive important piece to that franchise. Um, It's not necessarily that I don't think he has a plan or knows what he's doing. I don't think he's ever really had any great drafts necessarily. I don't know. There was like a lot oh, of things that piled up over the years in Houston. And it just felt like everything he tried in Houston got them the same result. So it was like, is that his, is that just what he can do? Um, obviously I knew when he came here, he was going to be a guy that attracted free agents and players that have played under him or whatever you want to call it. But um, 
I've accepted it. I, I, when it first happened, I was really nervous because I knew uh, we were going to have just – we were going to wake up one day and the roster was going to be completely turned over, and I was afraid that it was going to be the route of trading the young pieces just to get back as much as you could right now, but I'm glad with what he has been doing. Those are all very fair arguments against him, but I think, I think his pros kind of outweigh those concerns. Yeah, you can I see think. it now that he's like here. You can see – there is, an, there is a Maury effect when he goes places. Yeah, he got off Horford so quickly that I, I was, like, astounded. Yeah, was like, that's when no he got that. me. I was like, all right, cool. You were able to do that without, like, giving away picks and stuff with it? Yeah, young, you're, like, you're, it I love you. Incredible. I like his Twitter game, too. He tw- he throws in, he like, does. these little subtle tweets, and I'm like, yes, he's ingrained yeah, with the he's, city. He's logged on. I know – I don't know. I have unconfirmed reports he has a burner <laughs> that he, like, sees a lot of stuff with. And he obviously has his main account, too. But not a not a problematic burner. Like, no, no, I'm totally. Past, we, we are a uh, pro burner podcast. We talked about Aaron Rodgers, how like he's not on social media, like Luke oh, yeah. said. That's, like, that's... I'm sure he's not on social media, and whatever. Uh, pro yeah. burner for sure. Burners are burners are great. I have one. You can't find it though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where are you at with Hard- the Harden rumors? The teams have expanded where he's willing to go, as he says. Um, where, where, how do you feel about it? Do you want them? So pre, pre when we recorded this before the news that the Bucks and the Heat were on the talks too, yeah. uh, I was like, yeah, it could be the Sixers. I, I put it around like third, like twenty to thirty percent. It was going to be the Sixers. Uh, there's like a zero percent chance he ends this season on the Rockets. Like he's yeah. he's going to get traded. Uh, I think the Bucks and Heat were a smokescreen by the. Uh, Rockets just to try and like maintain their leverage. The Heat can't give any like they have no one to trade. They're not going to give Bam because Bam has a um, huge extension after his rookie deal has that huge extension coming up. So the Rockets would need to match. You can't just trade Harden for Bam like that value wise. That's just terrible for the Rockets. Bucks again have literally no one to trade. They just like uprooted their entire future picks for Drew Holiday. So they have no one. So it's it's Nets and Sixers and. It's going to come down to if the Rockets play their hand right, they could probably get Kyrie or Ben. But if Harden continues to just do damage to that leverage for the Rockets, then it's going to be a, a pretty good steal, I think, for either the Nets or the Sixers. But I'm Ooh. like thir- like 29% Sixers, 20% Nets. Where, who do you think the Nets would give up, though? Like, they, they'd have to give up Dinwiddie, Allen... Andrew Sham, it would sort of be in the field. <laughs> I would think Levert would need to be in there for for contract. Levert, yeah, I, I need Landry to stay in Brooklyn. I need I need him <laughs> playing off Kyrie and Katie. He just Andrew Shaman has had quite teams. a uh, success. I know such a nice career so yeah. far. Yeah, starting off Three. successful, moving to LA, yeah. and now he's in New York. Yeah, wow, I yeah. love. I have nothing but the best for him. But uh, I like if the um, the Nets aren't willing to give up Kyrie, then. Their package is decent, but you don't really get those kind of young players or picks that you'd want. The Sixers can offer Ben, but if you don't want to give up Ben, I don't think they can get off with Harden without giving up Ben. Like they're not going to, they can't trade Tobias for him. Like that's just not going to happen, even if the contracts work. Like, yeah, I was, we kind of got into that last time. I was saying like that's like the contract that they need to be included if they don't want to give up one of these young guys, but like they don't have the things to supplement around it to like put together a sexy enough trade to hand yeah, to the Rockets. Exactly. And I don't know where you guys are at with Ben, but 
I'd be very willing to give up the guy who doesn't shoot at all and doesn't get to the free throw line at all and hinders the offensive side of the ball for like the scoring title for the last three or whatever years and the reigning or not reigning MVP, the former MVP. I'd be very willing to give up Ben for Harden. Yeah, it's going to leave a weird it's going to feel weird, but I, I think eventually it I'd be like, be oh, this pick and roll is way too juicy for me not to just drool yeah. all over it. Yeah, I mean, he's like the best scorer on the planet, dude. It'd be so hard not to be happy with that. And if I, get, I woke yeah. up tomorrow and James Harden was a sixer, like. Yeah, like imagine like the Jimmy Butler feeling of like, oh, my God, Jimmy Butler's a sixer. Imagine that with James Harden. Yeah, it'd be incredible. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I, I need James Harden and Joel Embiid on the floor together. All right, so let's talk about the Sixers roster. Okay, wait, first, before we move on from that, do you think the Rockets right now with the roster they have are competitive in the West? Like, if Harden stays there and plays whatever, he plays there, is that roster competitive enough with Wall and Boogie Cousins and, like, they got Christian Wood, a a few guys that they have left over from the few past years, like House and Tucker that they love? Mm-hmm. It was it's weird because they got rid of Covington, who's like a pretty winning player. Like, right. If you were gonna retool your team, you probably keep Covington. But they got off him, and I was like, all right, they're gonna blow it up. But then they got Wood, they got Boogie, John Wall. <laughs> um, I don't know how much I believe all the like stuff John Wall is saying about I'm faster than I was before. I'm right. I can shoot better. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like I, I, I won't believe it till I see it. Not a knock on him. I just. I have my doubts uh cousins isn't great anymore he's he can't he can't play well, without getting hurt what six pj tucker though to play the center position so don't that's worry. right oh I, I love pj and <laughs> then christian wood's good but like he's not a franchise changing player so, so i would say probably <laughs> not i'd want kind of like that too like there was a lot of talk that like they're not because it is true. The roster of the building is not like a tanking roster. It's not like we're going to yeah. go out there and lose yeah. a million games. It's just a uh, very potential driven roster, I guess. Yeah. It, yeah. It's very fair to say. It's such it's a just, crowded West, especially yeah, the West year. is good. Like, good and just improving, getting better. Um, Kevin, are you a gambling man? You I said, am. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like every year there's a team early in the season that's very easy to bet on i want to i want to say it was like the memphis grizzlies last year they were just the best at covering the spread early on in the year because nobody Mm -hmm. knew how like good they were going to be um do you have a team that you like predict that that could be this year like a team that you're just gonna like throwing money on early on until people catch on to the swag of this team i would always last year i always bet on the hornets spread (laughs) they'd always always let me down i loved watching the hornets they were they reminded me of the, the process Sixers, so I was like, I need to watch this team. But they're they got Lamella, they got Gordon Hayward. Um, they're a good roster. I haven't looked too in depth at like futures for anything with betting yet. The Horn- but I'm gonna eventually <laughs> bet the Hornets again, probably almost every night. I would bet the overs on Hornets games, and they would score like 70 points, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So you were not as successful with the team. Like last year I rode the Grizzlies until they became like, Oh, the Grizzlies can beat teams in the West. Um, which didn't take long, but I was going to yeah. say, I feel like, do you, do you like the Suns this year? Do you like the moves that they I was going to say the Suns, I feel like were my team for that last year. They were yeah, always they, covering and then they got in the bubble and they kept winning. <laughs> yeah, they went undefeated. I like never bet them in the bubble because I was like, there's no way they can win again. And then they did. And I was like, well, yeah. I didn't bet against them. I just didn't bet on them. <laughs> I like the Suns a lot this year, though. That should be a lot of fun. I'm glad they kind of faded around or out around Booker and Daria. 
Yes, yes, sir. That's my guy. <laughs> when he was he was like left on the market for a little bit longer than I expected. I thought they were going to scoop him right back and just be like, "You're yeah. staying here." They eventually like, did, but yeah. the last the last couple of years, I thought that was a real possibility because he loved Philadelphia. I know. I, I would tell all my so friends. So sad elsewhere. I felt. Yeah. Colin, Colin was a big Dario fanboy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's my. I he's. That. I think. I think Dario Sarge knows me. If I gave him my Dario call that I gave him, like. You remember when they came and practiced at Temple and there was like 50 yeah. people in the gym? Like he know he knows. I went to Utah and saw them play in summer league and I was like, That's awesome. He knows. He knew he knows me. Um people would call me Dario's brother because before the mustache got too long and the hair wasn't this long, I had like the same like comb. Yeah, over you, yeah, you definitely did have a little Dario look to you. <laughs> you like, Dario's brother, and I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk, let's talk about the Sixers roster that we do have what what they've constructed uh off the bat i want to talk about tobias harris are we expecting uh i don't want to say resurgence but like the this tobias we the reason we got tobias because he was so awesome that that whatever five months he played for the clippers with doc rivers are we expecting that again are we expecting all-star toby no no all right so you're that's good because i feel like a lot of people are mesmerized by like oh we can get this like 40, whatever his percentages were on the Clippers yeah. that everybody was hype about. Um, yeah. So you're, you think, no, I'm more hopeful for Seth Curry than I am for Woo! Tobias, regardless of contracts. Uh, I mean, it'd be ideal if Tobias could just be a catch and shoot guy playing off Ben Joel, but I agree. I hate when he dribbles. Yeah. He's a, a shaky. He makes some really nice passes and pick and rolls, but he's a shaky overall decision maker. And it doesn't like, it doesn't sit well that like you're paying a guy $180 million to be a catch and shoot three. Who's not like a God tier defender. Who isn't even a, he's probably like an average, a little bit below average defender. Yeah. Uh, so I do not think he's going to make an all-star team or get anywhere close to where he was pre Sixers. All right. I, I, I'm okay with that. Cause I kind of wanted to hear that. I wanted someone to finally tell me like, it wasn't like it, Maybe he just was hot for three months or whatever, and we traded for him, and we got him, and now he, he is what was, he is. He was good on the Clippers. Like, he had a pretty nice game. I liked it a lot. He always seemed to kill us. He had really nice touch on floaters or, like, around the rim. He shot really – he always shot really well from three, but then well, – Maybe it was Doc Rivers. Still, I, I still hope that, but, again, I, I'm in the same boat. Like, I think he's just going to be a role player on this team getting paid a lot of money, which is unfortunate, but if we can trade him at some point, we can trade him at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about Seth Curry then. If you're, if you're into that, oh, Seth yeah. Curry, just, just talk about it. Just tell me, yeah. so tell me all the good while, things excited about. So me and my friend at Sixers, Adam, we would, um, always say that the Mav or he would mostly said the Mavericks were built of like all players who the Sixers should just trade for. And Absolutely. like, it would immediately be better. Like Maxi Kleba, Seth Curry always came up Tim Hardaway. Hardaway. Junior. Yep. All it was just an entire roster of just awesome bench guys for the Sixers, and they finally got Seth Curry. And that, like, we saw when JJ Redick was here, the Embiid Redick dribble handoffs, that kind of gravity they had that allowed, like, an entire, like, it was at least three people focusing on what they were, two guys were doing on the court. And we lost JJ, and Tobias didn't fill that role. Horford didn't fill that role. No one really got to that point again. Seth Curry can do that. So I'm extremely excited to see what Curry and Embiid can do together. Curry and Simmons, same thing. They can. There was already a clip of them in practice working off of each other, and Embiid was playing off the ball, cutting down the lane. That's magnificent. <laughs> I saw that. That was awesome. 
yeah, like I think Curry's going to unlock a lot more of this team than anyone in the past four or five years has. That's exciting. And like you compared it to the JJ Redick, the one thing my beef with JJ, <laughs> my brother always says something funny. JJ Redick is a top five, just like basketball player of all. T- he's just like a very good basketball player. He's a very good decision maker. He's not huge. So he's obviously not like a freak athlete or anything like that. But like you watching him, he would cook everybody in a LA fitness gym and he's just as good to play in the NBA. My one beef with him was like his ball handling ability. And just the fact that like, in the, in the modern NBA, your two guard needs to be able to like bring the ball up confidently. And I think I'm a little more confident in Seth Curry in that sense. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The one attribute I think he brings and he's younger, obviously. Um, yes. But so we're also big, big fans of Seth Curry here. We were very excited to hear that he was signed and this is actually going to be, we're going to debut our merchandise right now. Our first we're releasing shirts. Uh, we have two shirts dedicated to Seth Curry. One of them, is we'll call it the better curry shirt all it's I'll, we'll have the designs up when we have this but uh i'll show you kevin I'll, i'm coming to the camera that's right i'll describe it for the viewers all right we're looking at colin's phone the better curry in red what's it say in blue underneath just the line just, oh, the, okay. line. just the line <laughs> just all the right. line. And then- let me know when that drops Oops. steph i mean seth <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right, so those better. are our two shirt designs. Uh, the back of the black shirt that has the better curry, we have we've constructed a list of things, a plethora, in, of a reasons. plethora of things uh, of why he is better than his brother, mm-hmm. Steph, who everyone likes to say is like the goat. So here on the back of the shirt, it will list He's the younger. things. Here they are. He went to Duke. His he has a greater career three point percentage. He's younger. His contract is cheaper. He can rock a headband, which Steph can't. He has much stronger ankles than Steph. You've never seen him use those crazy-looking bionic ankles before. <laughs> and he's probably a better golfer after the showing that Steph Curry put out on uh, the last match. So those are our reasons why Steph is an elite <laughs> human being compared to his brother, Steph. Hot, hotter wife. I for, we forgot oh, yeah, to put that on Oh, hotter wife. We might have to add that. No, hotter I think wife. we should. Hotter <laughs> wife. Yeah, I mean – that fits the narrative. Whatever, whatever rocks with the narrative. <laughs> I love that. I love that. See, people were like getting offended by like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't disrespect Steph Kurt. Like, oh, no, no, no. We're not, we're not saying anything that's false. Yeah, All these things like are. A, it's not like he's a these finals MVP. These are, these are facts. Yeah, he's not a finals MVP. <laughs> we can't help that he didn't get recruited by Duke. What? That's yeah. not our problem. Um, but Kevin, this leads me to, we might need your help in this sense. We're going to send you a shirt. You're a guy. We're going to send you a shirt, but you are a jump roping king. You're always posting videos of you. Is it jump roping? Is it, am I using the right term? Yes. I don't know if it's jumping rope or jump roping. I go back. Jumping rope. It's not double Dutch though, right? That's with people doing it for you. Yeah. I can do that too. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not surprised, but it's incredible. If you guys don't follow, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, Kevin rice cake. Okay. <laughs> Kevin Rice Cake on Instagram. His stories are incredible. He does daily, I would say pretty much daily uh, jump roping routines. Yeah. And you're a big crop top wearer, which, I mean, it gets me a little hot and bothered in the morning. So I usually have to watch them after work. Um, <laughs> but we're going to send you a custom crop top version so you can rock oh. it in one of your videos. Maybe you can shout out the podcast. I don't Absolutely. know. I know. <laughs> it's it's, it's incredible awesome. the talent that you have when it comes to rope jumping that's what i'm gonna call it there we go yeah i was on the jump rope team in elementary school where i grew up wow and we did one we did like a routine pre-game 
the second game Iverson came back. And I was at good the, at it. Wait, at, was, the, at the Wells Fargo Center. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. I was like that's on so cool. I was on pregame live. Me and my friend Jared were like waving behind. Where it all started. Yeah. But I was good then. And then I didn't do it since sixth grade. So that's I don't can't do that math however many years. And then this summer I was bored during quarantine and just picked it up again. And I was like, oh, I can still do this. <laughs> Incredible. Jumping ropes like good for you, right? My sister always yeah, does it. And she's always like, You're so fat, you should start jumping rope to like drop a couple pounds. And I am like looking at it right now. I have a jump rope in the box. In Remember the I box. come we went to five below that day and bought a bunch of crap? Yep. That jump rope still in the box. So like maybe this, this just inspired me to do it. It's like extremely <laughs> underrated cardio. Like you're gonna be gassed. Like I was destroyed the first couple times yeah. I did it. Maybe maybe I'll get a couple minutes in tomorrow because gyms are shutting down. You oh, see yeah. that? We'll womp, shut womp. shit down again. Womp womp womp. <laughs> uh, but yeah, your social media presence is is incredible. Uh, you're you're a great meme meme user and GIF user on the Twitter, but on Snapchat, which is not a social media people talk about a lot, but on Snapchat you have your what do you call it? Wine. Uh, right now it's wine and dine with Kevin. Wine and dine. Yeah, it's like everyone just sends you pictures of them drinking, yeah. you, and you you show how degenerates we all degenerates we all yeah. are it's amazing well, it started last year i think yeah, around this time last year i had poopin and teeing with kev where <laughs> i would post every time i was taking a shit or drinking tea <laughs> and then people started sending them drinking tea and i was like oh that's fun i'll put it on there and then people were like i'm gonna take a picture of me pooping and i'm like all right cool I'll put that on. <laughs> and then after like four it lasted through quarantine and then like after that, it kind of got stale. So I was like, all right, I'm shutting this down. But then around Thanksgiving, I was like, I should do this again, but different. <laughs> so I started doing wine. That's funny as shit. And I cut out the pooping. <laughs> it, it is great content. So yeah, uh, I just want to give you your plugs again. Follow them at the Kevin Rice on Twitter and at the Kevin, Kevin Rice, Rice Cakes Rice. on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. And yeah. you don't have to follow him on Snapchat unless you're his friend because that's just weird. Don't don't go yeah. don't go and Snapchat. follow Kevin and he'll be like, who the fuck are these random people following me on? I hate when random people follow me on Snapchat. Yeah. Hate it. That don't means I have it. my phone number. Which means it's probably the robots that call me, <laughs> telling me my my car insurance is running out or whatever. That's right. You always call back. <laughs> okay, let's talk. Let's get back back on track with the Sixers. Um. So. Actually, we don't even have to talk about the Sixers, but I do. I do want to keep talking about the Sixers. You said you predicted them to win the championship. What is what's the recipe to get there? I didn't predict it. I bet on it. Oh, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yes. <laughs> Correction. You bet on the Sixers to win the championship. How are you? How are they going to make that bet happen? Uh, they they cannot face the Nets in the playoffs. That's going to be <laughs> that's going to be a big one. They can beat the Bucks, but I do not know if they can beat the Nets. This is before Harden too. So like, if they get Harden, maybe they can. But if the Nets get Harden, then there's Probably What's no your way. fear with the Nets? They just have too many bodies you to stop. Have, you can have Ben guard Kyrie or Harden if it's Harden. You can have Ben guard him, but Durant, you, you don't really have anyone to guard Durant. Like Matisse is not up for that. Tobias is not up for that. Like could Matisse guard Kyrie and Ben guard Durant? You could you could play around with that. Um I don't think Matisse can guard Kyrie. I think for a whole yeah, for the whole game. Yeah, for the whole series, even Kyrie's gonna figure <laughs> him out, get him draw fouls whatever um there's guys like Tyrese Maxey <laughs> could come out of nowhere he's a really good team defender and a pretty smart on-ball defender he could I don't like it's weird to say like Tyrese Maxey's gonna guard Kyrie and it's gonna be fine like that's that's 
Hey, you saw what Hero did in the bubble. I mean, I mean, yeah, like he was guarding people that you wouldn't expect him to guard his rookie year. But uh, yeah, the Nets are just the biggest threat, I think, to the Sixers just because they have those elite weapons that I don't know if they can neutralize them. You could throw Embiid on Durant. That might be fun. That would be fun. Uh, I have I have full faith in Embiid in whatever role you put him in. Yeah. So we just talked about the Heat. Do you think the Heat regress this year? My first bet I ever placed was Heat under 42 and a half wins for the season. And before the <laughs> shutdown, they were at 40. <laughs> oh, well, I was low on them last year. So I, I'm like, I don't know what the Heat are going to do. Yeah. I think it might regress a little. Um, I also thought, I thought there was no way Jimmy Butler was going to play in like as many games as he did. I thought he was for sure going to get hurt just because he's getting older and he has that problem. Uh, Duncan Robinson's way better than anyone thought he was going to be. Hero's better than I thought he was going to be, and I have to admit it. Um, Bam gets a little overrated now, I think. He had a really good postseason, but he got in that ESPN list. He was over Joel, and oh. the only reason they did that was to make me angry, and they did. <laughs> that was directed at you. <laughs> I mean, that, that's all of ESPN's lists are just – and Bleacher Report, everything is just oh, – Yeah, we don't like Bleacher Report. Oh yeah, they're they're winning by getting us to talk about it. So I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, that's what we did. La- we did the same thing last episode. We brought it up, and then we we're like, "Fuck, we're, they're winning." <laughs> so I'm not gonna get angry at that. But um, I think the I had them the Heat as a seven seed last year. I think I think they can hover around four or five again. But I don't. I think that might have been not peaking, but a flash in the pan for them last year of just going on an incredibly awesome run. I don't know if they'll be able to do that again. I just don't think they're going to be rested enough. I feel like they were so banged up by the time they got to the championship that like this, whatever they had a month, two and a half months of rest, like didn't bam like hurt his shoulder and Drogic could barely walk playing in the final. Like I just don't see how they're not going to be burnt out. Yeah. By the, by the second game and they were like a nursing home with all the injuries. <laughs> and it sucked. Cause I was really, I, I thought they could have gotten at least two off the heat. If they were fully health or the off the Lakers, if they were fully healthy, but we'll never know. Yeah, they're they're a chippy fun team to watch. Um, so you talked a little bit about the rookies. Do you have any other rookies in this class? This wasn't like a, not to say last year's class was uh, that you know appealing, but after Zion and Ja, kind of it kind of sizzled out. But what do you do? How do you feel about this rookie class? Are you excited for anybody uh, in particular? The Grizzlies absolutely killed this draft. Yeah, they did. Desmond Bain was like my favorite guy from TCU. He is just what he's probably the best shooter in the draft. He can do everything on offense. He is an incredibly intelligent team defender on that side of the ball. He does not miss rotations. He is all over the place. And they His got first him. team all shoulders. Yes, he's he's a sexy boy. Uh, he <laughs> went thirtieth, I think, last pick of the first round to the yep. Grizzlies. Uh, the Grizzlies also got Xavier Tillman from Michigan State. He is going to be very fun and very good for years to come. He's an amazing screen setter, uh, very smart offensive player, very smart defensive player. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys. Nate Hinton, the Mavs signed to a two-way, I think. He was Houston. I saw him play against Temple a couple times. Guy is just an electric rebounder. He's 6'5 and averages 8.4 rebounds his mm-hmm. senior year. Just ridiculous motor, everything. Um trying to think there was anyone else. I also just keep it Sixers. I thought there was no chance in hell Tyrese Maxey falls to them. Like, I was going to ask you that. Because like sure if you were a Desmond Bain guy, like that was who you were targeting probably with hopes that he was going to be there. When yeah. that pick came around, were you still locked in on Bain? And then when Maxi was picked, like, how did you feel? No, when Ma- like Maxi kept slipping and I was like, there's no way. Like there's absolutely, he was like, 
like borderline top 10 for me and like yeah, the absolutely whole, like he's crazy good and he just kept falling and i'm like i thought the Celtics were gonna get him for sure i'm like all right that, yeah that'd that, be typical i was like Celtics are gonna get him and they picked aaron neesmith which is another story but they maxi just kept dropping and then like by the time the Sixers were on the clock i like didn't even realize it it was like all right sixers are on the clock and the countdown was already like three minutes or whatever it's like wait maxi's there like, <laughs> no no way and then they got him and i literally was like fist bumping i was like that's it was awesome i was expecting like some foreign name to pop up on the tv and it was like yeah. we took the guy from the big school like from the, yeah, the, the easy easy safe right pick not yeah, the pack 12 <laughs> I don't, he, I don't think he can win a rookie of the year. I don't think he's going to get that much playing time, but he's going to be like very good for like a while. Yeah. Like his skill set just matches today's NBA so well. Great decision maker, great touch around the rim for a smaller guard. He's got great strength, great hair. Oh my God. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Incredible hair. Yeah. He's, he's going to have so much uh, flexibility with that hair. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. I expect my, my like, bold prediction for the Sixers would be like he plays his way into a starting role by the end of the by the all-star break I'd say I like that I love that yeah I I like want to believe that as well I just know that Doc Rivers is not a huge rookie like he's not huge on giving rookies playing time but that's also he's played he's coached a bunch of teams that are always awesome so their rookies are never like top tier like we're saying he should have been in probably lottery pick um But yeah, I would love that if he is. He needs to have a couple like really good showings early. So I, I can, yeah. picturing him and Matisse playing next to each other. Yeah, gets me Crazy. gets mad. Awesome. So right, if he go. was to start, he'd probably take like Danny Green's spot, right? How do you feel you know, about Danny Green? We didn't talk about him at all. Yeah, Danny's fun. Um, I think he, if he was to get in the starting role, he'd take Seth or Danny. Seth's come off the bench most of his career. I think he's only started like. Don't quote me on the exact number, but he started under 100 games in his career, I'm pretty sure. Um, but Danny Green's going to be an awesome plug-and-play guy of just someone who can play off of Embiid and just know where to be so he's not just clogging up what Embiid's trying to do. He played with Tim Duncan. Like, that's that's <laughs> our, like that was his learning experience, was learning how to play with Tim yeah, Duncan. People forget so, about the his San Antonio days. And Danny's going for a three-peat this year. He won with Toronto. He won with the Lakers. Shit. Yeah. So he's got he's got yeah, the it's a good guy to have on our flag. Yeah. So I'm I'm very excited for him. Hopefully he can um mentor Matisse a little bit too, because that seems like a good comp for Matisse to kind of strive towards of just he's already there yeah. on defense, I think, but being right, maybe learn some more there. on the offensive side of the yeah. ball. Learning the nuances around how to play with Joel, how to play with Ben, where to be, how to handle a little better. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm over the moon, they got Danny Green and Seth Curry. Those are two awesome role guys. Yeah. All right, Kevin, let's talk a little bit about college basketball. Um, one, do you see this class early on? Do you see this being a class of guys that it's going to be a loaded, loaded draft class next year? Yeah, this is going to, this might be like a historically great draft class. <laughs> who's There's your, so who's your guy? Who, who do you like, like as the no, early number one pick? Oh, I saw you tweeting about – I went on your Twitter, Colin, like, yeah. sent it to me this morning. I saw you talking about Scotty Barnes last night. God, yeah, I Florida love Scotty yeah. Barnes. First team all he's, shoulders. Yeah, he's he's got first team legs too. But um, He Cade covers them up. Yeah, Cade Cunningham's far and away number one right now from uh, Oklahoma State. He's, yeah, he's different. He's – it's unreal how good he is. He's like He looks like a man amongst boys, kind of like yeah, Ben Simmons in college. Yeah, I was going to say that same thing. He just makes everything look so simple. 
when he plays and it's nowhere near simple like the stuff he's doing he just boxes out so well he makes some ridiculous passes just look completely yeah, natural that oklahoma state team i've watched them like that team isn't great no makes like them this good as they can possibly be like for sure he reminds me a lot of ben simmons when he yeah. was in school yeah exactly yeah i think he could cade can shoot better than ben yeah. has and will for sure and he creates he understands because cade is not the quickest player by any means like he's he's not slow but he's kind of looks like a linebacker yeah he kind of just moves not i almost said molasses that's way too slow for him but he doesn't move <laughs> quick but he so- he is like a master at changing his speeds, the speeds that he does have and like creating separation on defenders. Like he does everything just as a friend, as an 18 year, 18 or 19 year old, he does everything like to perfection already. So he's the number one guy right now. I think he, it'd be a travesty if he does not go number one come whenever the draft is. You mentioned you're not, you mentioned you have some beefs with lists. Uh, this is like the time of the year where I just hate looking at mock drafts. There's just silly at this point. Um, after Luca Garza had his back-to-back games, he was not even in the first round before those two games. He was just like, Oh, Luca Garza is going to be that good vet. You guys can grab and put on a championship roster. Had his back-to-back games with like 60 plus points or whatever. And he was the number one overall pick. I'm like, this is, this is, this is just a waste of time. Even looking at these mock drafts at this point. Yeah. And there's going to be a couple guys, Jalen Green and I'm going to blank on their names. Two others are playing in the G League. The G League guys, yeah. yeah. So we haven't even seen them play yet. But the guys who have played, um, Cade and Evan Mobley from um, USC. USC and what's his, Zaire Williams on Stanford. They're like the three Ooh. best I've seen. So I, love, I love Zaire Williams. He's skinny, but that boy can hoop. Yeah, um, he's, he's fun. I was like, oh, Ke- when so when I met you, Kevin, I guess like yeah, when we had class together and stuff at Temple, you it was the year that Texas Tech made their run in the tournament. Uh, so do you have any predictions if we are blessed enough to get a tournament this year? Which I'm not going to cross my fingers or anything because we know how it went last year. Do you have a team that you like to just make their run and just they might not um, be the number one seed, but just make a run? I mean, Baylor's going to be a one seed, but I. Love them. I love their team so much. They're so good. Um, I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen enough teams yet to make that Texas Tech pick like I usually <laughs> do. I, I usually just pick Texas Tech to win. Why do you like Texas Tech so much? Uh, Zaire Smith and Keenan that's Evans. why, like, that guy's the reason why you're you like Texas Tech. That team, I just remember watching and I was like, this team is inc- like, they fuck. They're incredible. Like everyone from that team that came in the NBA, though, is not they're good. terrible. <laughs> it's like Jarek Culver's garbage. I don't know if J- uh, Jamarius Ramsey is that his name. Was he Myers, on that team? He's, he's bad. <laughs> he was always yeah. bad. Right? I mean, he but, just uh, got drafted, so maybe he. I don't know. Maybe there's hope there. There's a uh, old Texas Tech just plays a really nice defensive scheme, and how and Baylor perfected their. Defense. They got Mac McClung now. He's their leading scorer. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> he oh god, he's like unwatchable. Uh, but yeah, it was just terrible that- to watch at Georgetown. Yeah. That Zaire Smith team with Keenan Evans, uh, Zach Smith, they, they were just really fun. And I was like, all right, I'll just pick them to win. One, because I liked them. Two, because one of my bracket strategies when I joined pools is to not pick like a blue blood or a one seed, just because if it gets down to like the nitty gritty, like I'm going to have Texas Tech winning. Everyone else is going to have like Duke, Kentucky. If Duke and Kentucky are out, then Texas Tech just gets me more points as it goes up while others aren't. 
So that it's like just a strategy and because I like the team. And then the next year when I had class with you, I just picked him again because I was like, yeah, I got to rock with it again. <laughs> playing a lot better. You look at the jersey and everything. I'm like, this dude's legit. He's like oh, yeah. actually a fan. Um, all right. Well, we'll have to have you back on then to make a if if we're blessed, like I said, if we're blessed enough to have a uh, tournament this year, we'll have to have you back on to talk about that and give us so, some picks. You saw you saw Coach K's comments. I was about to ask that. I was about to yeah, ask his yeah. thoughts on. And like on I, I saw it on my games. phone like an hour ago. Duke isn't <laughs> going to play any more non-conference games, mm-hmm. and it's just because their team sucks. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is that a cop out? He's, I mean, like he is right, but it, it kind of is a cop out, especially since before the season he was talking about like you can't go another year without the tournament. Like we yeah. need college basketball, and then his team underperforms, and then he's yeah, like, it's like, like what a four. Guy, we can go. We can go a year without it. Yeah, let me uh, recruiting. Like, he, he fell into being right of like, they should not be playing right now. There's been so many like cancellations everything. every day. There's oh my so God. Every day you go on the ESPN. It's like hat. You got to scroll past all the postpone and cancel games. Yeah, before yeah, you even get the, the and like, a, there's a, more than a handful of teams who are just completely suspended right now. Like they're just holding Pat for now. Uh, so he's right, but it's just really bad optics for him. Yeah. <laughs> so he's also, um, he's getting towards washed coach K is, is not Coach K. Yeah, the, the hair dye is running out for sure. Definitely. He had Zion, RJ Barrett, Cam Reddish, and he and couldn't even could, do it. Couldn't even get it done. Camp. Yeah, he still Two of the best finishers. Out. Yeah, it was that was a rough team to watch. All right, Kevin, this has been fun. Do you guys have anything else for him? No. Right, awesome. I have two questions. All right, let's go, Luke. All right. So I don't want to throw you under the. I don't. I don't want to throw you under the bus, Kevin. But is that poster over your right shoulder a picture of all of the SpongeBob characters ever? Yes. Uh, not ever. That, is, that is awesome. <laughs> season one through three. It's uh, the greatest poster of all time. That's I, I, that's, in the I Krusty Krab. Yeah, in the Krusty Krab. All right. Yeah, it's one through three, I'm pretty sure. I had, I'm pretty sure I had one that was almost all of them through season six, too, but I have no idea where that went. That is awesome. <laughs> I, I was just been looking at that. Yeah. Not, I mean, I've been paying attention to you, but I've been, I've been noticing <laughs> that, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then um my guess is that you want to continue in sports media yeah uh okay. i was lucky enough to get an internship with nbc sports philly uh, my junior year around when i met colin okay. and they hired me part-time because they had an opening and i was I'm still there part-time um it was supposed to be hopefully more than that but covid happened but uh, yeah i really like sports media i love basketball i'd love to work for a team or for a network like i am now uh, hopefully just continuing to do what I'm doing. I'm happy where I'm at right now. Do you, do you have a dream position of what you were going to be or do you um, love what you're doing now? Be, used to be the Sixers social media manager. Uh, I, I'd still love to do that. Uh, it hasn't really, not necessarily, not hasn't like changed. Like I'd still love to do that or for any team really. Um, but I don't really have a dream spot anymore. I've just kind of gone with what's there for me. But um, high school me would be happy with me of where I am right now. <laughs> uh, that leads me to a final question for you. So how would that work? Like you're so entrenched in the Sixers and you just said you would, you'd be willing to work for any team. Like I always wonder people like you, like you're willing to go and travel somewhere, but like, how would that transition work? Cause I feel like you'd really have to like convert. You'd have to really flip a switch in your brain. Uh, I, I mean, I keep tabs on every NBA team. Like I love the Hornets. I love the Grizzlies, especially the Suns. Like there's so much cool stuff and cool players on every team it would be weird not like keeping up with the Sixers as much as I do right now. Like there'd be that weird drop off of like, I might not know everything that's going on, but 
I would love to work for a team. I'd like to travel with a team that that's like, a, that's a dream for me, just to like be around a team and be in that schedule that they have where it's running around all the time for however many months. And you're just like, stop. Like, I like that a lot. So I think I could work for any team though. I can always find some player, some niche weird thing that I can latch onto and learn about. All right. Awesome. So any, any team that's listening to this right now, all, right. all of them, he will work for any of you. Uh, Kevin, this has been very fun. Make sure everybody follows him at, at the Kevin Rice on Twitter and at Kevin Rice Cakes on Instagram for all of his funny content and Sixers stuff and all of the stuff you're writing for Liberty Ballers. Um, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thanks for we having adding you to our arsenal of Sixers people. Uh, we'd well, like to have you back again. Tuna. Yeah, you, we ha- we know um, one of my buddies that I lived with in college, he works like within the Sixers. Um, he's mm. like a glorified janitor, which is his words, <laughs> not mine. Uh, <laughs> but you too. You guys are our face for the Sixers. So thank you so much for coming on. It was a yeah, thanks a lot, man. That was awesome. Yeah. Thank um, you, Kevin. I'll come back anytime you guys need me. All right. That was our interview with Kevin Rice. We have a few more segments before we conclude the episode. We'll give you guys some picks for Sunday, this upcoming NFL slate with uh, gambling gurus. So Luke, I know you're running low on the juice of power on your laptop. So why don't you go first in case you die? Okay. Well, I'm not going to die. I have enough battery. But anyway, just in case, Um, just in case. Uh, So I like the Bears as home dogs against the Texans. I like the Giants as also home dogs against the Cardinals. I'm I'm not on this Kyler train. Like the Cardinals should be on like a six game losing streak. I agree. But I I don't know. Like I get that team should be so much better than they're actually playing. I feel like that defense is who they draft Simmons. Simmons, man. Isaiah Simmons, like, future defensive uh, player of the year candidate. I'm just so over, so underwhelmed by him. I agree. And I think I like. Kingsbury is a big part of that. Like he's, he's so stubborn with this air raid offense. And that's why they get themselves into these games. They score so quick sometimes that like the defense has no time to even like yep. figure their shit out. They're on the field a lot. But um, yeah, they can't seem to stop anything. So I'm, I'm with and you. Then- I regret taking this pick, but I like the Falcons against the Chargers. The Falcons screwed me over so many times this year, but so you're rolling with the Falcons. You're doing that pick. It's that time of the year where you where you bet on the teams that have bitten the ass. All right. Well, last week was a, a weird week for football. I hated. The, I hate the Falcons presentation last week. It was terrible. It's pathetic. Um, Remember that, Pat? It was pathetic. Oh my god, dude! The most pathetic thing ever. I will never touch those dudes again. <laughs> he's over it all right back give us I'm over i'm over nf the nfl i don't know <laughs> you oh I, I don't know who to pick am i up you, you gotta be you're up you gotta pick somebody eagles over okay because i'm just like giving jalen hurts the benefit of the doubt that he's gonna score 40 fucking points <laughs> houston i took them indianapolis minus three all right so Boom. take Take the take the opposite. Of take the opposite of that, and it'll hit. Oh, all right, great, 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 great. Love that. Okay, I like the Bucks minus six and a half out of the bye. Probably poop all over them. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings in Tampa Bay. It's gonna be way too sticky and humid down there for them. Um, and my underdog, I like. I'll take Miami plus seven. I know it's against the Chiefs, but you know the Chiefs against good defenses can can sometimes freeze up a little bit. Um, so I have faith that. What do they call him? Both Bofalo? What do they call Brian Flores? Flores? 
Blow flow. Bow flow. Row flow. <laughs> Row flow. Whatever. I have I have faith that he can put together a defensive uh game plan that can maybe keep it within a touchdown. So I'll roll with that. Let's get into our beefs and then we will finish out this episode, gentlemen. Luke, I know you're you're boiling over there with your beef, so let it loose. You said you have a few. Had, you've narrowed I it had down. Three, but I'm only going to say one because I feel like I've said the other two before. Um, so I, I started a new job. Um, I wanted to thank my former employer um, by giving them a fruit basket. So it's got like all the different fruits and stuff, like chocolate, strawberries, and all that. So I put the order in. And they say, I clicked that it was for a business. So the business delivery hours were from seven to five. Um, my basket did not get delivered during that time frame. The basket got delivered at 5.30. So like, and plus this was on a Friday. So it's like, what? Is it an edible arrangement? Um, no, I'm, I shouldn't say their name. 1-800-Flowers is who I got it from. I do not yes. recommend going through that. Um, so... Like at 5.30 on a Friday, no one's really in an office. So I get the notification saying that it was delivered. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I call customer <laughs> service, terrible customer service. Uh, I talked to two representatives. Both sounded like they had a zoo going on in the background. Like I get COVID is happening and like a lot of people are working from home. But like this was a, both were like a jungle gym in the back of the customer service reps. Um, but they ended up making it up. Um, they gave me a new basket for Monday, which is like, uh, it's like not really special, but uh, it's a basket. And uh, they gave me um, a coupon, which I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with a coupon? But then I was like, can I just add this coupon to like another order that just like gets more price off of the basket that I got. So they, they made it right. But that whole experience was just, I do not recommend 1-800-Flowers. If you're trying to be a nice guy, don't go through them. That's all I have to say. All right. Well, that was, that was Luke's beat for this week. I'm I'm glad you narrowed it down to one. <laughs> I just I'm glad you narrowed it down to one. Fuck you, one eight hundred flowers. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> my mine kind of goes along the same lines. I'm not gonna name. You know who you are. The pizza place that did this to me. But I had an issue with the delivery as well, where I had food ordered at the norm. You know, normal dinner time. It was like before five o'clock. Expecting it to be there within the hour between five and six. And long story short, found myself at eight o'clock calling and being like, okay, just cancel the food at this point because it's not here still. So if, if it's ever going to even show up, it's going to be cold. And I already ate dinner at this. Like I was, I was ready to rip, rip heads off, but same thing with me. They, they uh, cleared it up. They gave me a comp, which was nice. And ironically enough, they delivered the food anyway and didn't make me pay. But again, wasn't even right. They didn't give me a drink or the fries I ordered with it. It was just a sandwich. So I, I still wasn't very oh, happy. With it. That was the final straw, but the owner delivered it. So I was like, you know what? Respect. Um, man, we sound like a bunch of fucking old men right now. Pat, I hope your beef is a little more youthful than, <laughs> than our <laughs> complaining about delivering food. I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah, this is all we have to uh, complain about now. My beef is with the dude who slices the cheese for my mom at ShopRite. <laughs> It's too fucking thick, yo. This is like the third time in a row. I'm a big, I'm a big guy. I'm a big believer in not even believer, but this is what I do. When I come in, I just will go right in the fridge and have a couple slices of that cold cut cheese. Yeah. I need that shit like paper thin, so it just like practically melts. melts yeah, it just goes right down the gullet. And the last like three times, it's been like a half an inch thick, and I'm like, Bleh. 
ready to throw it the hell up. And it's not my mom's fault, but it's getting to the point where I'm starting to blame her for it, you know? <laughs> She's starting to get the She's black. The one. She's the one who handles it. And, 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 you know, when you go to a deli and they're like, is this thin enough? Yeah. So, like, she needs to take more responsibility right, for right, that. Right. There is a middleman here. There is a middleman here that needs to take responsibility. But I don't know if it's a fucking 18-year-old kid. Is it a grown man? I need to find out. Here's the thing, though. Is the cheese, like, perfectly stacked? Or is it, yeah. like, it looks like someone hand-did it? Because ShopRite does have, yeah, like... No, the- no, 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 no. Okay. No, it's, it's not the going to the deli. shit. Like, it's okay. the slice shit. Yeah. But the last few times, it's just been a little too thick, and I'm really not happy about it. I'm kind of as, as someone who used to work in a grocery store, um, they do that on purpose. Dude, so I, I worked they, in a they give... store for a year, but I just don't remember that ever. That type of incompetence. So the thicker they or... cut it, the less cheese you get, like, slices. So then it's like a, like a draw. Yeah, exactly. It makes sense. It's a good business model, but if the guy's asking for thin cheese, damn it, give the man thin well, cheese. Also, Pat, you should ask your mom if she picks it up from the deli case or she actually goes to the counter. That's another thing COVID brought into this world. Yeah, that's true. I don't that's- know. I think she just walks up and is like, can I get a half pound of Cooper Sharp? Make that shit thin, dog. And <laughs> They're like, just like, hasn't been thin. <laughs> unacceptable. All right. Uh, good episode. Our beefs are fuck. We are. We sound like such old men. It's hilarious. (laughs) We just complain about the thickness of cheese and the delivery time and the delivery process and and a loud phone call. Um, Maybe it's better off that these places do get shut down for three weeks. Yeah, you're right. Maybe they need to figure out their shit. (laughs) Yeah, clean up their acts. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fellas. Uh, I hated this so much doing this virtually. That was going to be my beef. Just the fact that you guys aren't miserable, and it's just like we made the best of it. I'm looking. I'm looking at Pat's head, and I'm looking at Luke's shoulders, and it's just misuse. All right, let's end on a good note. Everybody, flex, flex for the people. Show them what we got. We're gonna switch. Yeah. You can't see my muscles. Oh yeah. Oh, fucking huge. All right. You record this? Like, is this gonna be on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm gonna try my best. <laughs> Even though I still, still can't Pat's find our name. YouTube. I'll figure it out. All right. See you guys next week. Yeah, I hope this like stays as my name. So if I ever have like an important business meeting, it's it like when uh, when Zoom, what was it? Zoom, what was uh, Uvu? Uvu used to be a thing. My name was always Penis yeah. Balls. People mm-hmm. used to be like, "Oh my god, it's Penis Balls!" I'm like, yes, that is me. You did used to go by that. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was a vulgar time of my life, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Don't forget to subscribe and like and all those things. Hopefully, we'll be back together soon. I hope so. But until then, me too. Goodbye. I miss you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.